Get ready to break molds and blaze trends. Welcome to the Chelsea Home Podcast, your shortcut to wellness, business, and growth with a twist. Let's flip the script and unlock your full potential together. How is it that two people can be raised in the same environment, go through the same things, but have their lives turn out completely differently based on the decisions and specifically the perspective and mindset that they have? If you've ever thought about this, you're in for a treat because February is all about mental wellness and it's mostly focused on our mindset, how we think, um, how we gain our perspective how we look at any given situation and our attitude that goes along with it. So let's get started. Today, we're talking about mindset and why it matters. Because, you know, I just kicked off this call talking about people going through the same thing, growing up the same, but their lives turn out completely differently based on the decisions that they make. And a lot of that has to do with the perspective that they take on that situation. So you could have two um, sisters who grew up in the same environment, um, went through very similar things, and one sister chooses to focus on the fact that they will not be a product of their situation. They will do whatever it takes to change their patterns and their life. And the other sister can look at her situation from a a victim of these things are happening to me. There's nothing that I can do about it. And so that's going to shape the way that she makes decisions in her life. And she's not going to break the pattern. She's going to continue the pattern that has already been set before her because those are the decisions that she's made. Um, And so it's really fascinating when we talk about mindset because if you're not familiar with our brains, they are neuroplastic which means that neurological connections are formed in our brains through thoughts, through patterns, um, through subconscious and conscious thinking. And what we do consistently makes stronger neurological connections in our brain. What we don't do consistently is... Well, <laughs> there's no neurological connections there. So when it comes to willpower, there, there's really no such thing as willpower uh, to a certain extent because it comes down to how strong are your neurological connections for whatever it is that you're trying to do or not to do. And if it's something that is deeply ingrained in your brain as something you do on autopilot, it is going to be a lot harder to re wire or not do that thing or do that thing. Um, you know, so if you are used to looking at your life from a negative vantage point that everything is happening to me, uh, there is nothing that I am in control of, I'm just along for the ride and it's not a very fun ride, your brain is going to be wired to automatically assume the worst to automatically assume that you don't have any control over things that are going on. Um, And it's really going to shape the direction that your life is going. Um, You're listening to this podcast, so I'm going to assume that that is not you. I'm going to assume very much that you're like me, and we have a much more positive wired brain. 
where we look at situations from uh, an optimistic more so perspective, but it's not even optimistic versus pessimistic. It's really about the fact that we believe we have a decision and a choice in things or we don't. One of the most important things I want you to walk away from this today is understanding that we can't control anything in our life except our attitude 100% and our perspective of anything that is going on around us. I am constantly telling our children that things are not happening to us. Now, I will stop there, and I don't like the phrase, things are happening for us, because you know what? There are a lot of things in life that happen uh, for no reason at all, except for the fact that we live in a fallen, broken world, and people are selfish, and people make poor decisions, and bad things happen, and there's suffering in this world. That is not happening for me or to me. So what I tell my kids is that life is not happening to us, but we have 100% control over how we choose to respond to any given situation or circumstance. And that is something we have 100% control of. So if you rewind to, well, I guess it was three years ago now, in 2020, when the world shut down and, you know, you had people on opposite ends of the spectrum saying, woe is me, (laughs) I can't leave my house, this is a disaster, I'm going to die, very much focused on the frailty of life um, and being out of control. And then you had other people who said, well, (laughs) I am home full time now and I am going to take advantage of the situation and I am going to maximize this time and come out of this whole situation on the other side better. Did the situation change for either person? No. It was the mindset and the attitude and the perspective, the way that they were looking at the situation. Um, I led a group back then um, with some other people we called Controlling the Uncontrollables. And what we did is we focused on what are the things that I control. Mindset, huge. Like I said, that is the number one thing that you can 100% control is how you choose to view something. The other things that we can we looked at controlling were, you know, how am I fueling my body? What am I putting into my mind as in what am I consuming when it comes to like news, media, um, entertainment, um, other people around us, you know, our environment, the people that we surround ourselves with can negatively or positively impact the trajectory of our life and specifically our attitude. You know, if you walk into a situation, you know, you walk into a room and it's a very negative bunch of people, you're going to walk out of that room much different than if you had walked into a room full of more positive people who are looking at obstacles as opportunities to get creative and problem solve, right? Those are two completely different ways of thinking about things. That's another thing I'm constantly teaching to my kids is that obstacles and problems are merely opportunities for us to get creative and to figure out a way to solve the problem or to go around it or under it or run right through it, whatever it may be. And one thing I love that John Maxwell, he is one of my favorites for personal development, specifically in leadership. Um, That's where I got my leadership certification through. 
in coaching was through the John Maxwell certification program. But he always says, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. And I love that because if we go through a hard time and we come out on the other side and we've learned nothing, what was the point of walking through that, right? Things, yes, are happening around us that aren't fair. This is life. Life is not fair. (laughs) Um, Life is never fair. Um, Honestly, I get frustrated when people try to make it fair because it's just not a realistic place we live in. We live in an unfair world, right? Bad things happen to good people and whatever, like suffering happens and, um, you know, but what can we learn through those hard things that we can't control and how can we use our mindset to control the way that we're looking at it? Um, one of the biggest, probably most powerful concepts to me has been something called reframing. Because if you look at any situation, okay, look back through history. There are always two sides to every coin, right? <laughs> if you look back at the Great World Wars, there were two sides of each coin, and both felt that they were completely justified in what they were doing and why they were fighting. And those things are recorded differently. Now, facts, okay, things happen. But when we actually look at how they're recorded There's always some part of humanity and emotion in it. Nothing is 100% unbiased. Let me just tell you that again. No news outlet for sure. But nobody is unbiased. We all have biases because of, you know, the things that we've been taught, the the things that um, we have taken to heart and and decided over the years, um, the way we were raised, all these things. Everything has a bias. But here's the thing, you know, so going back to, again, the two sisters that I talked about having completely different lives, one being a victim and one saying, nope, going to be a victor. If we look at those situations, I guarantee that when they would go to explain the same event that happened to both of them at the same time, they would have completely different angles, right? I mean, look at marriages, if your spouse and you are anything like my husband and I, we see eye to eye on everything, but we see things from a different angle. And it can be really frustrating if you don't understand this about yourselves. And sometimes it's just still frustrating because it's like, we're both saying that the pen is blue, but I'm saying that it is a royal blue, and he is saying that it's more of a sky blue. You know, like we're saying the same thing, but we're just coming at it from a different angle. And this is because of our mindsets and the way that we have neurological connections uh, formed in our brains. Um, but the powerful thing about this is that our brains are not set in stone. We can rewire them. So... In order to rewire those neurological connections, we have to break existing connections if we don't want those to continue, and we have to start rewiring new connections. And the way we do this is with repetition. So naturally, our brains want to keep us safe, right? This was really helpful back in the day when there was imminent danger all the time around us and we had to survive. 
Now, on the other hand, we're not surrounded by imminent danger all the time. Like, we don't have a lion sitting over there in the brush waiting to eat us. (laughs) We don't have those things, right? We have comforts. We have safety. We have all of this. Um, And so what can happen is our brains can get out of control focusing on the things that we can't control and making those now the things that we're seeing as danger. But it's just perceived danger. It's not actual danger. And this is not helpful for us. Um, so going back to that. So we can we can break these neurological patterns through repetition. So if naturally we are focusing on something as danger, worry, don't like it, want to avoid it, or if we're focusing on something as pleasure. So we've got danger, but we've also got in, in pain, and we've also got pleasure on the other side. And our brains move in one of two directions, away from pain <laughs> towards pleasure, right? Um, one of our marriage coaches, he always says that it's not that we're a pleasure-seeking culture as much as we are a pain-avoiding culture through pleasure-seeking. And I love that quote. It's totally ingrained in my brain. Um, You know, why do we do the things that we do? (laughs) It's because we want to avoid pain and we want to seek the things that feel good to us. One of the best things you can do for your health is to make sure that your body is getting optimal nutrients that it can use in the right place at the right time in the right amounts so that you can expand your energy, increase your capacity, and be able to show up as the best version of yourself in your life, in your business, and for the ones you love most. Best of all, it's sustainable and it's something that's not just going to impact today, but is going to give you the lifestyle and habits that you truly want over time, my friend. Go check out Ready Set Wellness in the show notes. This is different for everybody. I mean, for me, I I just shared last week about my strong emotional relational connection with my family over food and shopping. So these are deep neurological connections in my brain that tell me, hey, these things feel good. And if you're feeling bad, you should do these things. Um, and so what when it comes to reframing, if, if we have these connections that we don't want to continue, we have to first be aware of them. We have to be aware that we're doing it because so much of the decisions that we make every day are just subconscious. We don't even think about it. They are so deeply ingrained. We don't think about it. And so first is awareness. We have to be aware of the, that we're, we're doing it in the first place. Um, you know, and it could be as simple as every afternoon you are stressed out on your way home from work or as a mom, a stay-at-home mom, you are overwhelmed by your day. And, um, you know, this has kind of been me lately with just being overwhelmed with kids in life and trying to do all the things um, is, you know, once it's bedtime, like I'm done, (laughs) I'm checked out. I just want to watch something mindless on TV and fall asleep. Like that's what I want. Now, is that okay? Sure, it's okay. I mean, you'll hear coaches out there say like, 
don't watch TV, don't waste time on that. You got better things to do. Could I be doing something better? Sure. But we also have something called rest. <laughs> and um, taking the time to know when we need to check out and sit back, those kinds of things. Um, you know, but just having an awareness of why am I doing this? And is this something that is the direction I want my life to, to move in? Is this a short-term thing? Is this a long-term thing? Um, just being aware of those things, you know. If you're starving yourself because you're in this super restrictive diet and then you're stuffing your face a few days later binge eating, being able to recognize that that pattern is happening so that you can address what is the real reason of why I'm doing this. Is it because I'm actually hungry? Well, if you're in a super restriction for a few days, yes, your body is hungry and needs calories. So there are a few things that you can do to address that, right? But it could also be maybe you're not in a restrictive thing. It Maybe the binging is more of an emotional response looking for that pleasure to avoid the pain of the chaos of your day or the stress of your day or whatever it is, right? There, Everybody does things for reasons. Um, and so the first step in all of this is always, oh, excuse me, always just having an awareness of what is that you're doing and why are you doing it? Because then you can move to the next step of being able to rewire. So breaking that cycle. So I will give you a very... Um, personal example of this uh, because so I had three kids in three years and so I was and then we had two more four four years five years later Um, and so there was a very long time I mean almost 10 years of me either breastfeeding or being pregnant and there are a lot of hormones that go along with those things and you know and there's a lot of being touched all the time that go along with those things and your body not really being your body. Um, And so it's very common for women to withdraw from physical intimacy. Um, Now, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that if this is you, I hear you and I understand you because this was me. But unfortunately, what happened, and I wasn't aware of this, was I began to wire my brain to any time my husband would um, initiate anything, I would immediately say no because I was allowing that overwhelm, that overstimulation, overtouching, um, all of that to, um, to dictate those responses. And I did it so much that it formed a seriously deep neurological connection in my brain. And so Becoming aware of this was a process, lots of tears and lots of heartache and struggles, Um, but it came from the realization that I don't want to be this person. I love my husband. I want to be intimate with my husband. I don't want to automatically say no, because when I actually stopped and thought about it in those moments, I wouldn't know why I was saying no. There was literally no reason and and when I actually sat there and was like what wait why did I say no because I had to like break that neurological connection that subconscious response of no and sit in it for a second and say well what the heck why did I just say no because I didn't really mean no I don't know why I said no Um, and it's because I had just formed such a deeply rooted neurological response through it Um, and so for a while I had to physically 
break that that mindset path, that neurological pathway. So <laughs> he would initiate, and I would pause, and um, I would, you know, talk to myself <laughs> in my head, you know, or um, I would physically snap my fingers, something to break that pathway um, so that I could redirect and start to reform a neurological connection. Some of it was just me being the initiator. And this is something that I still, still comes in bouts of struggling with it. So I just want to encourage you that when it comes to our mindset, the way that we think, our subconscious thoughts, the things that we don't even have to think about that we do, it is a lifelong process. It gets easier with practice, but it still is a process. And there are moments when those things come back to rear their ugly head and we're like, where did that come from, right? Um, But it is a practice, just like wellness is a practice and it's multifaceted. It's so many different things. You know, it's physical and spiritual. It's mental and emotional. It's social and financial, right? Like all of these things, it's multifaceted. Um, It's not something we ever like, we've arrived. (laughs) No, it's still a practice. It's something we do every day. Um, But I share this situation with you in this process that we went through because it took actionable steps to get past it. It took intentional, intentional action to move past it. Um, And actually, a lot of it came through um, through our marriage coaches. We did a 40-day challenge where each day we had to walk through a checklist of things to do, um, one of which was like 20 minutes quality time together. Um, We would answer a daily question together, and they were funny questions, sometimes serious questions, but just something to get us talking. Um, And, you know, we would, uh, what else? We had to, I mean, exercise was in there, water was in there. So, you know, all around good things for us, but it was really that intentional time of, talking and just having conversation because for me that's where the intimacy starts is in communication um my love languages are words of affirmation and quality time so those have nothing to do with the bedroom (laughs) and um you know I think both of us having this understanding that you know just because we do fall in these primary categories does not mean that we have to stay in that box. And I think that that was a big thing for us too. Because a lot of times in relationships, it's like, well, if you do this, then I'll do this, right? But that's a keeping score mentality and that's not helpful. Um, and so so I just want to reiterate that it took intentional practice to walk through this and it's still something that we're walking through and it's easy to fall back into those patterns again. But that's where the reframe comes in is it starts with that awareness and then it goes to the reframe where if you are catching yourself saying something negative or having a certain response, you can break that pattern. Like I said, for me, it was like snapping my fingers or like just audibly saying like what you know out loud or something like that to break the pattern. And then when you're reframing it, you're establishing a new neurological connection So when this happens, this is my response or, you know, so if you are bent on emotional eating instead of engaging in that, you know, when you walk into the pantry, 
you know, snap your fingers, say, what? Break that pattern and walk away and do something else. Maybe that's your trigger to go for a walk outside or, you know, or just to check in with yourself and be like, am I hungry right now? Or is it the fact that, you know, I'm having this stressful thing going on right now and I'm just looking for some comfort, some pleasure, that kind of thing. Um, And just having this self-awareness is going to help you in your your mental wellness first and foremost, but in being able to craft a mindset that moves your life in the direction that you want it to be. Zach and I talk a lot about, you know, are we just lucky? Like, we don't believe in luck, but, you know, we've had these conversations of, like, why is it that good things happen for our family? Um, Is it because God is blessing us? Yes, I do think that. But that has nothing to do with, um, like, us deserving it, obviously. Um, But then you see there are people where bad things just keep happening, um, you know, and then if you spend any time with people, everything that comes out of their mouth is so negative, especially things like, this always happens to me, why does this happen to me, of course this happened to me, those kinds of things. Now... Before you think that I think negative people have negative things happen to them, no, not necessarily, but I think that there's power in being able to recognize that and changing that because Zach and I are definitely much more um, positive, resourceful, um, plus, I mean, we just, we trust God, that God's always in control, so even if bad things happen, not that God caused them, but, you know, in this world, those are things are allowed to happen. What we do with that is the direction that our life moves in. If something terrible were to happen, we know that God is still good and we know we'll figure it out, you know, and we'll have patience in that. We'll have self-control. We'll, you know, cover it in prayer, obviously, like all those things. But, you know, I really think, I think that there's some fallacy, a lot of fallacy in the whole manifestation thing. Um, because that can get really woo-woo. I don't think that if you just say I'm a millionaire 20 times and you just keep saying that every single day that you're going to be a millionaire, I think that mindset is really what is behind that. And mindset is intertwined with actions because the results that we have in our lives are based on the consistent actions that we do every day, consistent thoughts that we have every day as well. Um, And so... All of this to say, you have so much power in how you choose to look at any given situation. You are 100% in control of your attitude and your response to anything and everything. Um, Nobody else gets to decide that for you. You and you alone get to decide that. And you have the power to be able to, first of all, have awareness of it, be able to break that pattern to reframe and to move forward in the direction that you want to go and to keep practicing that and keep checking in with yourself and going in the direction that you want. Um, So bottom line up front, mindset matters and it matters a lot and you get to decide what you are going to shape your mindset like for your life. Um, You get to decide that. Nobody else does. It doesn't matter what situation or circumstance or environment you are in right now. 
you can change it all. You can make that decision and you can take the steps to do that. And it's going to start with the way that you think about your life, about yourself, and about how life moves forward, whether things are happening to you or if you are choosing to look at things from a growth perspective and getting curious about solving problems and moving forward through, around, whatever, over obstacles, which are just opportunities for us to get creative and do that. I hope you enjoy this the rest of the month. We're still going to be continuing talking about mindset and um, mental wellness, and I hope you guys join me back here next week. Thanks for joining the Chelsea Home Podcast journey. If you've been enjoying challenging the norm and embracing growth with a twist, share the love. Don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, keep defying expectations and keep leaning into who God made you to be. Don't stop the dream.